0: It is said that there are nine arts. What if video games are the tenth? You're listening to The Tenth Art, a podcast series that explores the place of video games in culture and society. When we think about video games, we often think about gameplay, worlds, combat, points, and high scores. But how often do we think about what characters are wearing? And yet with the popularity of multiplayer games and even people sharing their single player experiences through streaming or virtual photography, how your character looks is increasingly important. It's a way to show your personality, to stand out from the crowd, and even to flex a little. Today on the show, we're exploring the topic of fashion and video games. I'm joined by Benjamin Jouffre, costume designer and character lead on Just Dance at Ubisoft Paris, and Charles Hambro, co-founder and CEO of Geek, a London-based tech company that has collaborated with many gaming and fashion brands. Charles and Benjamin, hello and thank you for joining us today. Hello. Hello, pleasure to be here. So it's great. We're going to get to talk about fashion and video games today. And I guess we should start by just introducing yourself. So so maybe Benjamin, we'll start with you. Can you explain just
1: briefly what you do on the Just Dance team at Ubisoft Paris? Hello, Charles. So my name is Benjamin, and I'm costume designer and character lead at Ubisoft Paris for the Just Dance game. And I'm in charge of the conception and the manufacturing of all the characters and costumes of the game.
0: Great. Charles, if you can introduce yourself in Geek as well, and just explain a little bit what you do.
2: Absolutely. Um, hi, um, I'm Charles. I'm the CEO and co-founder at Geek. Uh, we are a market intelligence platform for gaming, esports and the wider metaverse space, helping brands navigate this industry uh, from a data led position.
0: And I'm very excited to dig into the topic at hand today, which I think is super interesting. And you both have really interesting perspectives, but maybe on a more personal side first to begin with. How did you both become involved in this interesting space where uh, fashion and design meets with technology and video games? So again, Benjamin, how did you get to, to work in this particular role in a, in a very particular game?
1: Yes, because it's really uh, specific. So I studied fashion design and pattern making uh, in a fashion school uh, at first. And then uh, I worked in uh, ready-to-wear brands like The Coopers for a few months. And uh, so there was really no link with uh, video games Uh, at all. And in uh, 2019, I had the chance to join uh, Ubisoft as a costume designer for the game Just Dance. Mm -hmm. And it was a a unique opportunity because Just Dance has the specificity to make real costumes and not virtual ones uh, like all the other games. Mm -hmm. And uh, many people don't know that the dancers are filmed on a green background and then integrated into a digital universe. So the coaches are 100% real. And uh, it's a video game where I can really bring my expertise as a stylist because we continue to buy fabrics and to do all kinds of manual work.
0: You're talking more about the fashion side, but were you also a video game enthusiast before you joined
1: Ubisoft? I was... Playing uh, mostly at uh, family games on the Wii, and now on the Switch, like uh, Pokemon, uh, Mario, uh, these kind of games, and everything that was creative, like uh, the Sims, because you can build your house and design your character. So I was really uh, in love with these games. So it's an interesting, uh, it's bringing the enthusiasm that you have for
0: family games and those kinds of activities together with real life costume design which is
1: really interesting yes and i was playing just dance a lot when i was young Aha. <laughs> so it was like uh, 10 years after uh, working at ubisoft it was really amazing yeah it's basically your your dream job it sounds like yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what about you charles because you work in such an interesting space between all these different you know tech companies and 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 luxury brands and so forth how did you become involved in that
2: well it's a bit It's a bit of a story, but I'll try and give you the executive summary as as best I can. Um, Funny enough, not being much of a fashionista myself, I've always been involved in the fashion industry in one way, shape or form. The first company that I created while I was at university doing real estate, which is a totally different uh, industry, was a a magazine called The Gentleman's Journal. And we worked with a lot of fashion brands, predominantly male fashion brands in the UK for, for that particular magazine. But I suppose my first job was working at a uh, another startup called Navidium, where we worked with a few fashion brands there. And gaming, I suppose, has been a part of my life, as, as it has been a part of many people's lives uh, growing up. I've always been a gamer growing up in the era of, uh, you know, Nintendo 64, where... You had Zelda and uh, James Bond Goldeneye. They were staple, staple moments of my life, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And starting Geek, particularly fashion, uh, became you know, our first customer, and is still today our customer, Gucci, really led us into the fashion industry in terms of uh, the gaming space. And, and since then, we work with a myriad of other fashion brands particularly uh, navigating their way into this space. And I, and I think fashion's interesting because, you know, gaming is, is all about cultural relevance now. And fashion is very much about cultural relevance. So the two coming together, as we've seen over the past three to four years, is sort of inevitable, I suppose. Mm.
0: And to take it to a very basic level, I think, to kick off the conversation, I'd like to ask you both, do looks matter in video games, according to you? And and I guess the, the deeper question is how do looks matter? Why, why do people care about how they look in a video game?
1: I think it's really important to identify yourself with your avatar. So you are going to choose someone or something that represents you. And it can be really diversify in the video games. And you don't have to be something that looks like you, but something you want to be at this point precise moment, because uh, you can be a a princess, an alien, uh, everything you want when you choose your character. Mm -hmm. And uh, the character is a lot made with the outfit and the fashion, so it's really important to have a, a lot of diversity, yes. Charles, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would split it into two, really, And in terms of does looks matter inside video games? Certainly pre when gaming was a bit more of an isolating experience without the Internet, it was much more self-expression from an imaginary point of view of mm-hmm. playing a game and the character that you're playing in the game. You know, you want to have some sort of affinity with that character and express to yourself, in your imagination, how you want to be perceived, but now, with gaming being so social now, and you know people not just going in to play games just to play but actually going in to play games to socialize, I think the whole notion of your avatar and and the importance of of how you self express not just to yourself and your imagination but to your friends and and how you 're playing the game with your friends mm-hmm. is even more important so Very much like how your Instagram profile, a lot of people know you through your Instagram profile and you self-express through your stories and your images of yourself. You know, your avatar inside a game like Roblox is very much that new Instagram profile for this new generation that's socializing inside these
0: virtual environments. I would even add to that that I think increasingly with streaming and, uh, you know, we we discussed the photo modes on this podcast recently Mm. with uh, virtual photography. People are sharing a lot of content that they create in the games online. So even a single player game, you might have a reason to find the best gear or customize the way your character looks in order to kind of flex when you share that or or show off or or make sure it represents the way that you want to be represented when you potentially stream that game or share screenshots with your friends, maybe.
2: Charles, I totally agree and 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 it goes back to gaming being part of a mainstream culture, and you know there's a new wave of content creators who command such audiences mm. substantial sizes of audiences, you know how they express themselves in terms of what they're wearing on stream is 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 kind
0: of important right yeah so one thing I wanted to ask. Related, you know, really to video games in the gaming world and in your lives as as players, you know, has there been a game that has stuck with you as a game in which there was really great costume design? Games where the, the characters had just, you know, great, great clothes.
2: Genuinely, when the first Assassin's Creed came out, I loved Altair's, uh, the robes and the clothes that he was wearing. Yeah. I thought it was just amazing with the hood and, and so iconic now, actually. So that really had an impression on me. That first game, the, the first Assassin's Creed, I thought uh, the way the robe was designed, there was so much detail. Yeah. And clearly, you know, it, what was clever was it was of the time that that game was set but it still had that sort of futuristic feel to it. Mm -hmm. That's an outfit that sticks out for me.
0: I think what was really powerful with Altair, and I don't know, you know, I've never spoken to the devs about this, I don't know how planned it was, but also they created a kind of code that could then, you know, be applied to other historical periods just with the costume. So you could have assassins in other periods and just because of the hood, the sash or the the belt. Exactly. You could kind of retake those elements and rejig them, but you always knew you could always identify with the characters. So I thought that was really
1: interesting as well, yeah. Benjamin, maybe if you have an example outside of Ubisoft. What I can say is, I think like a lot of people, I watch Arcana on Netflix, and then it uh, makes me want to play uh, League of Legends. So I started to play League of Legends. Mm and i was really amazed by the skins that you can have on the, all the characters and the the skins are so polished there is so much details on the costumes and uh, like uh, it's really impressive and uh, the artwork are so beautiful mm-hmm. and then when you have the character in the game it's a bit simplified because it have to move but when you see just uh, the the artwork i uh, think the work by the creative team it's uh, really really huge and all the characters the some are human, some are like uh, hybrids. Uh, so you really have for everyone every taste uh, with, the, with this, kind of, this kind of game. And
0: very consistent within the world of the game, too, which is impressive. Yeah. Now, Benjamin, Just Dance is kind of an interesting position, the game that you work for, because you don't really play as the avatar, right? You're following a coach who represents this fantasy. All the maps are totally different. They, they have these universes and these visual identities. And so I'm wondering, you know, well, first of all, where does the team get the inspiration for the creation of, in your case, the costumes or the characters? And, and do you feel that, that you're getting closer to some real-life costume or fashion designers when uh, the team is creating those characters?
1: We are inspired by many things, but I would say mainly by pop culture Mm -hmm. because uh, Just Dance is a family game and it comes out every year, so we must be inspired by current events and uh, we can take inspiration from the latest music video, concerts and shows. We watch all the MTV and VMA Awards because there is a lot of cool outfits and the singers. And uh, we watch a lot of TV shows, movies and for example, recently I was really amazed by the dresses and costumes on uh, the series House of the Dragon. Mm. And that can be really uh, some uh, way to be inspired. So you yeah. can also come from nature. Recently we did a character that was inspired by butterflies. So we use uh, the patterns and shapes of the wings on the costume. Mm. And um, of course we watch all the, the latest uh, fashion shows at every fashion week to see what's new and what are the trends because it's really important to uh, do some things that are trendy. And on my side, for example, I am really inspired by the drag queen uh, universe because there is a huge wealth of creativity on the costumes and especially on the wigs and on the makeup. Because when we design a GD coach, we design all the character with the outfit but also the hair the makeup and now we even add some um, like personality to the coaches so it's really a, a huge package yeah. and on Just Dance we always start the brainstorm of a map by watching the movie clip and the artist so it can be the start of this inspiration and for example last year we did a map called Judas by Lady Gaga and we wanted something really authentic and consistent with Gaga Universe mm. so we collaborate with Charlie Le Mindu was one of the favorite uh, hairstylists of Gaga. And he made a costume uh, like covered with hair and he was really original and daring. <laughs> so inspiration can come from the song uh, itself. Now, you said something that's really interesting that I'd like to bounce
0: off of. You You mentioned that it goes beyond costume design into character design and even a personality where right? designing a character that lives and breathes and has their own world. So can you explain for you what the difference is between, you know, pure costume design and, and something that's a bit broader?
1: In Just Dance, we really mixed the character design and costume design. And I think the character design is the most common job in video games because it's about, like, create a character in its entirety. The character designer will work especially on the body shape, the face, the expression, the accessories, to make the character really iconic. Mm. And um, often, the character design uh, is is more on... uh, something not human and not basic real-life characters. But the costume designer will deepen the character's clothing and style, and he will wonder about the most suitable uh, material for a costume, the fold that it will have, and he will also uh, search for trends to make sure that we are in phase with the actuality. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Just Dance, the costumes are made for real, they are unique pieces made directly on the dancer during fittings, so it's really specific because it's the only game, I think, where you really need to know how you can build fabric and seam, because in other games you just um, do it it's in— It's all digital. It's it, all, it's all yeah. digital, yeah.
0: The dancers that you're creating these
1: costumes, they have to dance, so there's like a,
0: almost like an athletic element to it as well, right? It has to be a, something that you can move in.
1: Yes. Totally. And it's very important role to be a costume designer on Just Dance because like you will receive the drawing and you will have to question yourself on how to transcribe it in reality with the constraints of dancing. Mm-hmm. So we often have to make modifications because we have to adapt to the morphology of the dancer. Often fashion drawings or character drawings do not have human proportion and uh, with very long legs or really strange bodies and really not uh, yeah. realistic. <laughs> so it's also necessary to consider the physical constraints of the dance and choose flexible materials that will not interfere with um, the performance of the artist during the shooting. And um, we also like decide where to put the seams on the garment and how it is constructed with a, a pattern that is something really uh, specific because it's really fashion making. And on Just Dance, we work with costume makers, uh, makeup artists and hairstylists so we make the costume under our guidance and feedbacks, and we give them the design with explanation, and then start by making a prototype. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, I've got a quick question, yeah. Charles, if you don't mind me jumping in. Of course. Do, all of the, I mean, there's so many music artists that, that Just Dance works with. Um, how much of a say do they get in, in terms of what they're wearing um, inside the game?
1: It depends. Sometimes we do like collab. We did last year or two years ago with Billie Eilish and she gave some feedback on the design. She wanted something really like the video clip so we did something like like this but all the time we did whatever we want we buy the rights of the song and then we can do uh, every concept every costume so we really have a full uh, full creation. You have that creative freedom to to interpret it in your own way. Yes. But me I like Often to take some wings to the to the clip or the artist because the fans really like it when the coaches remind them of Britney Spears of Lady Gaga. It's really like oh my God, it's her, but it's not really her.
0: The way that you're talking about the, the character and the costume design in Just Dance, it's a lot of, like, pop culture and entertainment culture kind of being integrated into the game. Have you both, Charles and Benjamin, also observed video games as they become more mainstream? Have you observed the design of video games or inspirations from video games, you know, getting pulled out and used, for example, in high fashion or street fashion or or ready to wear?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's so many designs that have been inspired by video game character design. I think even as far as direct collaboration, where we're seeing real-world products uh, in collaboration with Gaming IP, Mm. most recently would be Minecraft with Lacoste, where they designed all of their stores and, and and had a sort of Minecraft feel to it and, and actually had an apparel collection, which was using codes of, of the Minecraft game inside that collection. But there are plenty of other examples of that happening. I think Louis Vuitton even did it back in 2017 with... Um, Final Fantasy as well and most recently with League of Legends. So, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I totally agree and what I can say about Just Dance is we often do collapse with uh, Riot Games and League of Legends. Yes, Josen's is a video game, but the character, it's real fashion. So like we inspire by video games that is League of Legends because we we reproduce like all the KDA uh, costumes. So the four and five girls. So like we take the character of uh, League of Legends that is really not realistic. We have to question ourselves on how to make it in real life what fabrics are we going to use how are we going to change the proportion that is not realistic on the dancer mm. and then we put it on a real person and then we put it on a video game it's really uh, really interesting it's
0: so interesting cuz you're really walking that line between virtual and real cuz yeah. you're taking you know characters from another video game creating the costumes in real life and but then to put them back into another game <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> we're now even seeing fashion shows happen where, you know, I was in uh, New York two weeks ago at the Tommy Hilfiger fashion show, which was simultaneously being live-streamed. I shouldn't even use the word live-streamed but actually live experienced inside Roblox at the same time. And the items that were in the real world show were instantaneously available in a digital format uh, on that platform as well. So the fusion is coming together now. We're starting to see it really happen, whether it be physical or digital, it doesn't matter. It's available in both mediums.
0: Well Charles, let's talk a little bit more about that because yeah, a lot of the partnerships that you've worked on are are these kinds of we can call them luxury or fashion brand partnerships, I think, with mm-hmm. video game companies or, or digital worlds. I know at Ubisoft we recently had a Prada Uh, in writer's republic so you know the first thing i think about is skins right is is that you can just customize your character with these skins that are designed by the fashion company which is cool but i think you're interested in taking it a step further and you've seen a lot more so can you tell us what more we can see and maybe what we'll see in the future even that doesn't happen yet well,
2: I think it's just incredibly dangerous for a, a fashion brand to be entering these games when actually any brand that's entering this space, particularly fashion brands, really need to understand how they can enrich the experience and add value to the experience beyond just the aesthetic skin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always say this, but many times it's wonderful when brands collaborate with games, but this is not, this is an evolution of social media, but the rules are different. This is not traditional social media where actually you know facebook makes its money from brands ubisoft doesn't just make its money from brands you know their players are the ones that are the most important to ubisoft i imagine so any brand that's entering a ubisoft title has to enrich the experience and add value and just mm-hmm. doing skins is a sort of i would say a lackluster effort from a brand to to be able to do that so One needs to ask oneself the question, well, what is it that we can do other than just skins? And the amazing thing that brands have, and you'll see this in many different activations, is brands have values and games have values. And these virtual worlds and 3D environments are an opportunity for these brands to express those values in ways they couldn't possibly do on traditional forms of media or even social media. Mm. So I think you mentioned with Ubisoft in particular and Rivalist Republic with regards to Prada. What was great about that, I would say, is it wasn't just, you know, the Prada skis and, and the jackets that were in that game. But it was also the challenges and, and the activities around that mm-hmm. that really um, added value to those skins and, and, and the brand was being represented in a light that was more than just hey, we're Prada, aren't we cool? You should buy our skis. You know, it was kind of more meaningful than that. And that's what I would advise any brand who is interested in getting involved in this space is to go beyond just the aesthetic of the skin itself and and really go into the meaning and the why you're entering this space. And the value Is added. it
0: almost creating an activation where it's like the, you know, it's greater than the sum of its parts kind of thing? Like you're, you're bringing the game together, you're bringing with the brand and you're creating a bigger experience that has uh, maybe more resonance.
2: Totally. I think in any of these virtual worlds, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to understand who you're talking to. Mm. And these players are going in to play these games and to socialize with their friends. What are you as a brand doing? to enrich that experience that they are having. Because in this, in this new world of virtual environments, they get to decide with who they want to engage with and integrate with. And if you're going in from a sort of social media brand marketing perspective-
0: Where it's just ads, right? <laughs> where it's just
2: ads. It's sort of, that isn't really enriching the experience. It's not really adding value. Mm. So what I would hope is, is sort of, we're living in a world now Where because the business model has flipped and actually the business model is about digital goods and services as opposed to brand dollars doing media buying, brands really are being forced to think about how they're adding value to communities. And actually community is the word, not looking at these players as consumers, but looking at them as part of their community.
0: Benjamin, does that speak to you as a game developer?
1: Yes, and uh, about the partnership between fashion and video. Uh, last year, uh, we did a collab with Rebook, the brand Rebook, and uh, we designed with the creative team of Rebook four pairs of shoes uh, that have been put in stores uh, this year. And uh, I'm wearing uh, one of them, uh, actually. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> so... Uh, they look great. <laughs> so, there you go. And we also made a map to promote the shoes because the dancers wore them uh, in the map, on the feet. So like we did a real uh, partnership, uh, like something that we're going to put in stores and then to show it, we did a map with the shoes. So it was like a real collab with the game.
0: Well, Charles was talking about values earlier. Was there a value of the Just Dance brand that you were trying to to bring through
1: into, you know, a, a pair of sneakers, essentially? Yes, I think it's really have fun, be happy, be dance, and uh, live your life uh, with uh, with a big smile. Mm-hmm. I think that the value of Just Dance is just have fun with your friends a lot of colors and uh, don't be serious, just, uh, just have fun.
2: I think Just Dance is just such a special IP because there are very few video games that really involve physical activity. It's, it's very, very rare and actually Just Dance is one of, those, one of those rare games where it really, you know, you have to be physical in order to play it in, in, in many ways. And there's a lot of brands that can get behind those sort of values of being upbeat and dancing and and, uh, doing physical activity. That's a very positive thing. It reminds me um, of a collaboration that we uh, orchestrated. I believe it was, uh, it may have been two years ago or a year ago, with the North Face Gucci and, and Pokemon Go, which is another one of those rare games that uh, forces you to, to be physical and, and, and kind of go outside and play. But, you know, Charles, you were talking about uh, values earlier. That's when it works, when it really makes sense in, in that way.
0: To put it a bit crudely, Charles, what, what are fashion companies or design companies, what do they gain from these partnerships? You know, are they trying to just tap into those communities, those audiences that we've been talking about? Or yeah. is there something more at play for you?
2: Well, look, there, there's so many different reasons, and it really depends on a per-brand basis. So I'm not going to, um, uh, you know, I'm going to speak generally here about kind of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the way brands were connecting with their customers consumers back then, um, pre-2000, it would have probably have been through TV, print and radio. And uh, the experience itself was relatively passive. It was a sort of um, advert in a magazine. And then this thing in 2005 came along, which was uh, social media. And that was a sort of more engaging way to connect with your uh, community where someone, oh my God, you could put a picture up and someone could comment on it and someone could do a like on it. And I think what we're experiencing now is what the fashion industry in particular is understanding, that these games are no longer just games, they are places in which people socialize, which kind of puts these games in a bracket of um, social media. Um, an evolution of social media. So what is it that brands are starting to gain from this? Well, typically, eyeballs are moving. If you talk to anyone under the age of 20 years old and say, where are you spending time with your friends? They'll probably likely say TikTok or or Snapchat. But then they'll say these games as well in these virtual environments. So... um, it's about connecting with this audience that is not spending time on traditional forms of media and also about, you know, the, these these virtual worlds are territories of self-expression, of which these fashion brands, is, that's what they bring to the world. So it's really, really important to be able to allow players to express themselves in whichever medium they wish, be it digital or physical.
0: It makes it sound the way you're presenting it like the fashion brands have to work a little bit harder maybe than they used to.
2: The other thing that I didn't mention and I said earlier is it's about being culturally relevant. Yeah. You know, if we're seeing Travis Scott and Fortnite and we're seeing uh, Little Mouse X and Roblox and we're seeing all of these collaborations and just arts with these real trendsetters like Billie Eilish. This is what is culturally relevant. Yeah. For fashion, being culturally relevant is incredibly important.
0: And what about on the game side? What do game companies or or, or game worlds have to gain from it? Is it giving more ways of self-expression to their players? Well,
2: what I hope is the case, and I I really hope, who knows what the future entails. But at the moment, and I'm a firm believer that games, the masters of the games should be the players. Those are the ones that games should serve, ultimately, Mm. uh, and not necessarily brands. How brands can add value is brands have stories to tell. And they have, as I mentioned, values before that, where they can enrich experiences and add value in that way. And and I think in a sort of vice versa way, where games very much live in the digital world and these traditional brands live in the physical world, there's kind of, well, we can take you to places you can't go and you can take us to places we can't go. So there's a sort of um, a nice relationship in, in, in that department, I would say, where while the game makes the fashion brand culturally relevant so does the fashion brand make the game also relevant with the content that it's producing i mean if we're talking about user-generated content games oh my god i mean there's gucci inside the sims for example where they didn't actually uh, work directly with ea they worked with content creators from the community Mm. to empower them in their design skills about how they're designing assets for their sims creators so actually gucci empowering those those individuals or tommy hilfiger and robots
0: they went straight to the community yeah that's super yes They
2: went straight to the community and and that's kind of what it's all about you know the developers are absolutely important but it's actually about the people that are playing the game
0: We've mentioned a few specific examples, quite a few actually. Do you have any other partnerships or activations between video games and fashion that you thought were particularly well done or or meaningful?
2: I think we're now evolving past Test and Learn. And the big trend that I am seeing is brands are no longer wanting to do, you know, campaign based activations inside these virtual worlds, but they're wishing to create persistent experiences in inside these virtual worlds. That would be the general point of view, because it's a bit like going on to Instagram, creating a profile and then deleting it. You know, you just wouldn't do that. What you need to do is go into Instagram, create a profile and then continue to service that community with content.
0: Benjamin, is there anything on your radar in terms of cool partnerships, activations, inspirations that you've seen?
1: maybe the, the brand that i think is really uh, involved in the future and the metaverse and uh, between um, digital and realistic is Balenciaga because mm. they already did some lookbook where it's avatars you don't really know if it's a real person or a digital one right. and uh, I think that's the kind of brand that really want to be ahead of the others and go into the metaverse that can scare some people and uh, try some new things that are really uh, I think you like it or not, but it's it's uh, maybe the future of fashion. So I, I like to see this.
0: Well, I'd like to take a step back for our last question. You already, Charles, started mentioning a little bit, you know, about the future and what you think is coming next. But what do you see coming up in this space, in in this space between fashion and video games and and technology? Because, of course, I think technology will also start appearing more and more in clothing design. What are you predicting or what are you interested in seeing or or, or curious uh, to see in the next few years?
2: Well, I think what really excites me is I think we'll continue to see more of these brand activations, some good, some bad. I think the good ones that stand out will have the community in mind at heart. And the bad ones that stand out will be the ones that use this as a uh, purely marketing exercise to Mm -hmm. um, get their logo in front of eyeballs. I hope to see a lot more people putting the community first when it comes to these sort of activations and being very sensitive around that. The mecca of where I believe this is all going is digital goods being not a surprising thing for people when someone says I'm buying a skin and and uh, people sort of raise their eyebrows at, oh, how much did you spend on this skin? I think where this is headed, what I'm very excited about and, and will require a lot of hardware improvements, will be through the glasses you're wearing now, uh, Benjamin, looking at me based on the digital goods that I own, you will see me wearing a different outfit uh, based on my digital wardrobe in the real world and more of that mixed reality space Mm. that's what really excites me and i don't think that's too far away in terms of uh, technology we've just got to wait for apple to come out with those glasses that they're famously working on
0: and then we can all be wearing our mixed reality balenciaga outfits (laughs) Benjamin, where do you see this space you know going is there anything that's exciting you
1: Yes, you could buy like some uh, luxury brands in a digital uh, metaverse or something uh, that uh, really doesn't exist and you won't have the risk to be stolen or mm. to put some coffee on it. So <laughs> it will be more um, more interesting investment because uh, you can't uh, destroy it. Yeah, it doesn't wear down, it doesn't yes. degrade. Yeah. And um, with the technology uh, evolution, the clothes that are made in 3D I think they are more and more uh, realistic and um, soon we maybe we won't know the difference between what is real and what is virtual. For now I think you can still see the difference because of the Gartman's moves that are not real and too smooth. Like on uh, Just Dance 22 with the collaboration with the tree studio uh, in barcelona they made some 3d closes on uh, an invisible characters and it's it's really interesting because you can see the difference with the real fabrics Uh, in my opinion it's not the same movement it's not the same fall Uh, you can see that it's floating more and uh, for now they they can't really uh, do something too realistic yeah. and maybe in 10 years they will be able to to do something that uh, we won't know the, the difference mm. and I think fashion will find a new way to, to exist in a digital universe and what will change is that it's uh, the design and style that will count the most and not the way that it's made, like in a high fashion. This will also open the door to new jobs for 3D artists who will have to like receive a, a design and not sue it anymore, but modeling it in 3D with a special software. So that's really different because... At the beginning uh, fashion, it's about like, uh, how you are going to spend time on a garment, like weeks, months, uh, like putting everything with your hands. And mm-hmm. that's really the French uh, fashion. Sure. And in the future, it, it won't be that. It will be all digital. So it's really like uh, an evolution.
2: I would also add to uh, Benjamin's comment there and I totally second that, which is another trend. You know, there is a peripheral of amazing, designers who are maybe focused on one particular virtual environment, but they are now being recognized for the amazing artistic work that they're doing. And again, I see brands as a real opportunity to empower them and to showcase their incredible work. So I think we'll see more of these designers come out of the woodwork now and Mm -hmm. and be recognized more.
0: Well, it's super interesting. I really feel like we're at a transition period, like things are, are moving, things are at a kind of, uh, yeah, a point of change. And we're going to see a lot of these evolutions happen and, and it's going to force a kind of shift in the way that we think about these things, about fashion and ownership and brand identity and brand power and virtual worlds. So thank you so much to, to both of you, Charles and Benjamin, for joining us today and, uh, and illuminating a little bit this space between fashion and video games. Thank you. Thank you, a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Tenth Art. Make sure you don't miss any of our episodes as they come out. Subscribe or follow us wherever you get your podcasts, ubisoft.com slash podcast.